guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This week's episode is sponsored by Unrooted, a young and exciting brand who are passionate about the environment and promoting a healthy way of life. Unrooted is a drinks brand with a range of five vegan shots and they use Baobab at the center of all their products. The names of their delicious drinks are Baobab Boost with Baobab, Lemon and Passion Fruit, ACV Defense with Apple Cider Vinegar, Ginger, Spirulina and Coconut Water, Mighty Ginger with ginger, chili, and pineapple. Pom Passion with pomegranate and cinnamon, which is actually my favorite. And CBD with cucumber and mint. Unrooted works alongside communities and organizations in Zimbabwe and South Africa to support sustainability, employment, and education. And all their shots are available on delivery if you're in Whitechapel or Battersea. The shots are available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, Selfridges, Planet Organic, and more. You can follow them on Instagram at Unrooted Drinks, Facebook at Unrooted Drinks, and check them out at unrootedrinks.com. If you would like to place an order, you can use code FORKING20 for a 20% discount on their website. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Fork and Wellness Podcast. We are chatting to Claire, who goes under the Little London Vegan on Instagram. And we thought it would be really great to just speak to someone who isn't a nutrition professional and comes from either an ethical or nutrition standpoint and just talk about veganism in general. So hi, Claire. Hi, thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, as Sophie said, we did some previous episodes about veganism before, and our audience really likes it, and they've requested more more episodes. And to be honest, Sophie and I aren't vegan, so <laughs> we're so happy to talk to you today um, and learn more about your journey. 100%. Oh, well, I'm excited to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, because to be honest, I would love to see myself as a vegan in the future. I just don't feel like I'm ready for it right now. And I just feel like it should be like a transition. It wouldn't be something I could do overnight, but I'd love to hear how long you've been vegan for, how it happened, why it happened, et cetera. Yeah. So I think I was probably the person that my friends and family at least expected to go vegan. Um, I was such a big meat eater. Um, I just, don't, I couldn't imagine a meal without meat. Um, so I ate a lot of um, sushi with fish. I ate a lot of curries with chicken um ribs steak like literally everything you can think of I was eating it um but I did the classic um you know watch a couple of documentaries and have my eyes opened uh thing that some people do so I came at it from an ethical perspective um and I think the first film that I watched um which sort of highlighted that to me was a film called Earthlings and it really takes you through like the process of you know what happens um, because you know that your food comes from animals, right? But there was something about the way that it was explained that really made me join the dots and think, actually, I'm not sure I'm super comfortable with this. Um, I'm going to give it a go. But by no means did I do this overnight. Um, I, I'm definitely not one of those people that just watched a documentary and then did it. Like, it took me quite a long time. 
Um, so I think I went to like pescatarian, then vegetarian, and then back to pescatarian and then vegan for a bit and then back to veggie. So I was kind of all over the place. Um, and I totally understand what you mean about saying, you know, you're not sure if it's right for you yet. You feel like you're not quite ready because that's how I felt for a really long time. Even though I really, you know, morally connected with the reasons for doing it, it took me a little while. So I do totally understand that. And I think um, the only thing that really worked for me was cutting things out slowly and not being too hard on myself. So that's what's gotten me here. And I think it's been about three and a bit years now. So still kind of new, I think, you know, I'm not one of these old school vegans that was cooking up, um, you know, peas and rice. Amazing. I would love to hear as well, how did you feel from a health point of view or like energy wise or digestion wise? Was there anything that changed there or because it was so slow, you didn't really notice any changes like that? Um, it's really funny because I think when you go vegan, like people think there's either two ways people think you're going to go. They think you're going to end up as like some completely like malnourished person who never yeah. gets <laughs> Or they think that you're going to be like some, you the know, picture of health. <laughs> yeah, like some like magical unicorn that comes out <laughs> and is really healthy. Um, but I would say I kind of fell right in the middle. So I probably didn't do it that healthily to start with. Like I ate a lot of, um, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, but I ate a lot of meat substitutes um, and maybe relied on them a bit too heavily mm. and sort of like quite ironically as a vegan kind of neglected my vegetables and mm. fruit. Um, I think that's like a really fair point to make that like people like when someone says like, oh, I'm going vegan, you have this like idea in your head that they're either like all of a sudden super healthy, but like veganism isn't synonymous with health and vegan doesn't have to be synonymous with like loads of veggies. It's literally just the absence of meat or animal products. So I think that's like a really important thing to highlight actually that Mm -hmm. like, um, for a lot of people, you know, the transition looks really different definitely and you know I've I've, I'm very open on my page about not being a health vegan you know I I, I, I'm not health focused you know I try and do what I can but that's not my reason for being vegan so um yeah I I don't know I did I think once I started getting into the flow of it a little bit more and becoming a bit more comfortable with my cooking and um you know sort of I guess missing meat less I got a bit more comfortable with making my meals more vegetable heavy. Um, and then I would say that I did feel like I had a lot more energy. And and now I think back to when I, when I ate meat and, you know, this could just be a personal thing, but for me, I found that I didn't really have energy to go out after work in the week. Um, whereas now like I'm always out and about and I don't run out of energy. You know, I go to the gym five times a week. So um, it definitely, yeah, in the long term, I've definitely noticed that I have more energy um but yeah no no magical unicorn effects I'm afraid to say (laughs) that's so interesting and I think it's just really key to point out here that knowledge really is power when it comes to any kind of diet whether that be you know inclusive of me or not but when we've grown up on a certain type of diet like I grew up eating meat every single day um I now am pescatarian so I, I do eat fish but it is a transition into, you know, those nutrients like B12 and things that are primarily found in meat products are going to be absent if you don't kind of clue yourself up on where you can get those nutrients from. I think that that is something that potentially puts people off of going vegan as well is because it feels like you can't just eat whatever you want. You suddenly have to plan what you're eating and you have to make sure you're getting enough of everything. And 
it probably sounds a little bit more intense than it is. You know, it is easy to get those things, but I can understand why that's quite daunting for people. Yeah. And being that it kind of came from an ethical standpoint, which I love, and that would kind of be my driving factor as well, because obviously as nutritionists, we know kind of how to eat well balanced and healthy yeah. to a degree yeah. so <laughs> the reason I would see myself vegan in the future is I know there are a lot of health benefits but mm-hmm. from an ethical standpoint as well um but do, I would love to hear your honest opinion on you know how you feel going out for a meal with a friend who would maybe order a meat dish <laughs> it's so funny I get asked this quite a lot um actually like it might surprise you to know that like pretty much all of my friends, you know, outside of the food blogging world are meat eaters. Uh, my boyfriend is a meat eater. Um, so I'm very, very used to it. You know, my family, even though they, they live in Australia, so I don't see them very often. My dad, you, you know, he's always been a big meater and my brother as well. So I'm very used to being around people who eat meat. And I guess it's, I guess I come at it from a little bit of a unique perspective where Ethically, it is very important to me, but at the same time, I don't feel, I don't feel the need, I don't feel the need to convince my friends to go vegan. I don't, for me, that isn't the right approach or the one that I personally like to take. Like I like to show them, I prefer to order some food and then show them how good it can be. And then, you know, sort of getting to their heads a little bit that way and make them realize that actually there's so many more options than they realized. And um yeah I don't know I'm, I'm just not very pushy with it and I doesn't obviously I would prefer for people not to eat meat but it it doesn't really upset me too much if I see someone at the table who's eating meat you know I ate it my whole life it's not new to me um and I just really wouldn't judge anyone for doing that because you know I've, I was there for most of my life so yeah, yeah maybe maybe not like a super popular opinion with other vegans but that's that's how I am with it I think that's probably the best way you lead by example you show them how it's you know not restrictive or you show them how it's still something that they can enjoy and you kind of plant plant the seeds and let them come to that decision to you know either reduce their animal consumption or not I think that's probably the the best way and how I've dealt with encouraging my friends and family Mm -hmm. and partner to just eat more healthfully I don't think pushing anything on anyone is like a strong tactic to convince someone to do something no, I just don't really think that many people can, I don't think you can guilt people into making decisions yeah, because totally. I think one, that's not really coming from them. Like it's, it has to be something that they connect with. I can't tell people that's an animal on your plate. You should care about it because they already know that. And if they don't care about it, that's because they haven't found their reason for it yet. Um, and I just don't think that's going to be sustainable or long-term. So yeah, I prefer to just lead by example and make them see like how good vegan sausage rolls are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, I agree. So do you love, um, I I've never had it, but like the Greg's vegan sausage roll, like everyone raves about it. Is it, is it good? Yes, <laughs> I do love it. I do love it. I know it's like, you know, a one pound little flaky pastry from Greg's, but it's so nice. Like I just, I've got a bit of a soft spot for it. I think a lot of vegans do. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's really- great. I remember the day they released it. I lived near Greg's and the line was insane like yeah everyone came out for the vegan sausage roll I haven't (laughs) tried it um but yeah I just think I think it's really great that a lot (laughs) of um food companies or restaurants or things they're they're understanding the shift towards 
um, just plant-based or just people are more conscious of their plant intake or more conscious of their meat intake and they're catering more to that. Do you find that now more than ever, there's just more options available? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, and I realize I do live in a bit of a bubble being in London because we're ridiculously spoiled and, Mm. you know, well, I try and push for most restaurants here to have vegan options. And I think we're getting there. Um, but you know, even when I travel now, well, (laughs) when I did the idea of travel, you know, there's so many more options available now, um, in, in cities around the world. It's don't get me wrong. It still can be hard sometimes. Or how long have you lived in the UK for? Because obviously you're from Australia. Yeah, so I am actually English. Um, I was born in England and lived here till I was 13 or 14. Oh, okay. Um, and then my dad got a job in Australia. So we moved out and I went to high school and university in uh, a little town called Wollongong. In, um, oh my God, I have um, someone who works in my company from oh, there. Right. And I only know it because it's a very interesting name. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Everyone I speak to knows someone from Wollongong. It's really strange. It's just like one of those places where everyone has been. Um, but yeah, I yeah. went to university there and like no one ever believes that it's a real degree because it just sounds so made up. Um, but it is a real degree, I promise. Um, <laughs> and then I moved back here. You know, I was there for 10 or 11 years and moved back here eight years ago, I think. Oh, OK. So I was going to say, it, do you notice like more vegan options in Australia versus here? Because I always am fascinated with like, UK versus Australia versus America in regards to like their outlook to health and their options and their food and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say that the last time I went back to Australia, which was um, December 2019, January 2020, um, I, yeah, I was really impressed with the options. I've been to Melbourne before and, you know, they've been doing it really well for years. Mm. But this time I went to Sydney and I had a little itinerary of places I wanted to visit and eat. Um, And yeah, I was really impressed. Like there's definitely... There's definitely a lot of improvement because my my family always joke that Australia is like, um, you know, 11 hours ahead, 10 years behind. Um, <laughs> and I, I think in a lot of ways that is true. Um, I guess it's difficult because it's so disconnected from, you know, the rest of the world. Um, but they're definitely catching up um, and it's really good to see more stuff there. My mom and dad, my mom has been veggie for a couple of years now I think when I went vegan she went veggie and my dad has just told me that he's going veggie as well and I just oh my god I would love my dad to say that that's amazing (laughs) honestly I I, if I tell you how surprised I was you wouldn't believe me like I just never thought I would hear those words come out of his mouth so I think that must mean that the options there are getting better and Mm, yeah 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 that's the thing it's like showing people how inclusive it can be because even just a few years ago you told someone you were going vegan or you know I've dabbled in veganism but they automatically think well what do you eat then just carbs and vegetables (laughs) it it was such a misconception I I don't I think less so now Mm. but like I said even just a few short years ago people would literally be like what do you eat then (laughs) definitely and you know it's like I get kind of wrapped up in obviously like my whole page is full of food that is trying to prove that stigma wrong but I still get surprised by how many people think this still you know mm. I still get that I don't I'm, I wouldn't know what to cook yeah I wouldn't know what to make and I think you know when you first start doing this it can be really hard to know what to make and you have to learn your recipes and you know it, I, I do get it I do get it yeah, yeah you have, no, to, think, you have to experiment and stuff but um yeah my mom and my dad 
I actually had this conversation with her yesterday, but um, she, they do meatless Monday and that's their thing. They, they eat meat and stuff, but they commit to one vegan meal a week. And my mom feels like that's super sustainable and they do their part. um, And that, that works for their lifestyle. And I, I think that sometimes it's just normalizing that like, you know, you, if you're not ready to commit to a full Mm. vegan lifestyle, it's doing doing stuff like that, that can really help. And just like dip your toes in what plant-based mm-hmm. cooking is and the different op- different options out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a lot of people also, I hear a lot of the time, like I couldn't go vegan because I love cheese so much or I could. I think that's vegan. me. I think I've said me that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was me as well, believe it or not. I feel you, that was definitely me. I can vividly remember saying it to someone. Um, but I think, you know, if you can't go fully vegan, but you want to do the rest or you're interested in it, you know, do the rest, you know, I think sometimes there can be a bit too much of an emphasis on labels, um, where people think, well, if I can't do it, I won't try at all. And I think it's better for people to try a little bit and, you know, start integrating this way of living into their lives a bit rather than feeling like they can't do it all. So just not trying. I love that you have that approach because I think that's what we agree with as well. Like do what you in terms of sustainability, like doing what you can um, and then, but making sure it's something that fits into your lifestyle without like Mm -hmm. sacrifice and feeling deprived and stuff. And even if that means that you got to do a little, it's better than not doing anything at all. And the more you try, the more you learn. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of the same with like, I don't know, when you go vegan, you, you kind of get wrapped up with all this other stuff as well so like suddenly like um plastic becomes an issue that people talk about and yeah. you know and I've always been very honest about not being amazing with my plastic use but I kind of have the same outlook on that as I do with veganism and that's that I do what I can and I make yeah. changes until I feel comfortable with them and then I progress and I think that's all we can ask of people really I love that yeah and I I do eat a, pro, a predominantly based plant-based diet mm. um and I think I've said this before like I do doubt like I'll switch between buying dairy cheese and vegan cheese just so I feel like I'm not <laughs> buying too much dairy um but yeah I, th- I think I'm definitely in the transition and I'm actually quite heavily pregnant at the moment I've really been enjoying oh, fish throughout congratulations thank yeah. you <laughs> um but yeah I actually intend on kind of stepping back from eating fish once I've had the baby yeah Um, I mean we'll see how it goes but I just I really am I do see myself more vegan in the future Um, but I just think it's really important that if people are incorporating more plants and just cutting down on their meat and dairy intake that's better than you know you don't have to be a full-on because I think with the word vegan comes a lot of expectation and people feel like a lot of pressure around it as well definitely and I think if we wait for everyone to cut out meat you know to either cut it out completely or not try I think we're you know we're going to be waiting a long time so I'd Mm -hmm. rather see those slow gradual changes towards it and you're right that normalizes it as well so if they see their friends doing meatless Monday or ordering a vegan option at a restaurant maybe you know someone else will do that as well yeah. Or even I know that the research says that we don't even have, not everyone in the world has to go vegan to have a massive impact on mm-hmm. the environment and, you know, the climate and, you know, resources available. So, and I totally get that. It's not for everyone, but like you said, it's just committing to those smaller steps in the right direction. You know, I actually never ate meat. Like I think I'm the only kid who's never had a hamburger in her life. 
Um, oh, I, I've never oh, had wow. a hamburger. Oh, okay, so both of us. Yeah, um, I just, I just oh didn't goodness. like that type of wow. meat. I was Neither always a poultry same, chicken same, and turkey. Same. I actually, yeah, never ate meat. Um, I stopped eating all chicken and poultry when I was about like, I forget now, maybe like 14 or something like that. And I eat fish, um, dairy, but I was like an unintentional pescatarian at a really young age just because I didn't like the taste, but it's so funny now. Um, I actually don't enjoy a lot of the like faux vegan products Mm. because it tastes like, (laughs) no, like faux meat, like, you know, vegan alternatives. Like I was at a restaurant yesterday, a Thai restaurant, and it was like um, a crispy soya, like rainbow salad. It was like delicious, but like I had to pull the waitress (laughs) over and I was like, can you confirm that this is soya? Cause it tastes like like, I feel like I'm eating like duck. That scares me as well. When yes. I have something that tastes too meaty, I'm like, oh my God, is this vegan? Yeah. So I like pulls her over. She's like, no, 100%. I'm vegan. I eat this all the time. But like, I'm being honest, like the salad was great. But like, I actually like that taste. It was so similar. I like almost didn't like it. Um, yeah. But I guess for some yeah. people, it's, it's a double-edged sword because for me, that wasn't like appealing. But for people who are like huge meat lovers, yeah. but mm. feel like they can't, go vegan or they can't dabble in different plant-based meals because they feel like it's not the same. Like I can attest, like Mm -hmm. that was the same. Like it tasted (laughs) so meaty. Honestly, the substitutes are getting so good now. Um, We've still got a little way to go with some of them, you know, not naming any names, but vegan cheese maybe has a little way to go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I do. It's a funny one because I think like vegan substitutes are primarily very good for who are trying to transition. Like you said, you know, they want to, they want to still enjoy meat, but they don't want, you know, to eat an animal um, or have an environmental impact or as much of an environmental impact. So they're good for that. But, you know, it's funny. I, I think, you know, myself included, there are lots of vegans who were big meat eaters and really crave that stuff. But I've definitely found that I crave meat substitutes less and less the longer I'm vegan. Um, I don't know what the science is behind that but yeah I don't I don't know it's funny it is so interesting because my biggest fear when I fell pregnant was that I was going to crave meat and I haven't eaten meat in like (laughs) six years or something Uh and ever like my husband kept being like oh my god what are you going to do if the baby wants meat (laughs) and I was like oh my god I don't know but I haven't once like yeah I don't know if it's that's just me but I, I do think when your body gets used to something. I, I genuinely feel now if I were to ever eat meat again, I'd be very unwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's another thing that's, I guess that's another thing that does worry vegans. That there are so many like on vegan restaurants introducing vegan options. But um, I think some people do worry, like if they get served meat, the option, the replacements are so good now, they're not necessarily going to know. So there is like a little bit of chatter around like mm. cross-contamination and you know, you, you don't want to order a vegan burger and get the real thing. So yeah. that's got a little way to go as well. <laughs> Have you ever kind of questioned your veganism or been challenged in any way where you're like, oh my God, like this is actually too much effort or not? Um, Yeah, I won't lie. I'll be completely honest. Like sometimes it's kind of hard. Like I think especially because my friends um, and my boyfriend eat meat. Mm. Um, and I know full well how much I used to love those things. Sometimes I look at them and I think, oh, I'd really... I'd really like that. Um, I don't have it because, you know, ethically I I don't agree with it, but Mm. it can be tough sometimes. And I think this is why I'm so passionate about pushing for like, not only more vegan options, but better vegan options. Yeah. Mm. 
That's really interesting to know. And I think a lot of people will like to hear that. It's not enough to just have salad on a menu, you know, a really bland salad. I was going to say, I absolutely, my pet peeve is the only vegan option at a restaurant being a cauliflower steak. Oh my God. I'm like, that's not a meal. (laughs) It's not a meal. And then they're like, you know, they serve it with a side of veggies. I'm like, this is a plate of veggies. Where's my protein, you know? (laughs) I know. And do you know what? I would say that like, one thing that I do sometimes struggle with is like, I remember before I was vegan, I used to find it very easy to eat a healthy meal very quickly because I could just put some fish in the oven and cook up some veggies to go with it. You know, maybe some potatoes or some rice or whatever. Um, And I don't feel like we have that substitute yet. That's just really Mm. easily like easy to replace fish with. Like I love tofu. Don't get me wrong. I love tofu, but you, you can't eat it as a slab you know <laughs> you got to put some work into making that flavor. yeah um, completely so I think you know we've got a little way to go with stuff like that but um I think we'll get there I do there's some companies with very big budgets now that are getting very close so yeah, yeah. we'll see yeah it is a lot more effort you know it's quick things like when I'm in a pinch like making a scrambled egg or boiling an egg, mm. that's really easy. And sometimes, yeah, you can rely on a lot of like tinned, like legumes and pulses and stuff mm. like that. But sometimes you do fancy like a hot, like yeah. bit of protein. It, it, so it. yeah, I, I, I am hopeful as well that that becomes available to everyone in the future. Yeah, me too. I mean, they are coming up with some pretty impressive things now. I think I think Beyond Meat are working on a lot of stuff in the background and they're just insane. I mean, they're expensive, but they're insane. I actually had a Beyond Burger last week for like the first time I saw it in the supermarket and I tried it. And actually my boyfriend tried it as well. We both ate them for um, (laughs) dinner. He loved it. Like he really, and he's a big meat eater. He loved it. Um, Again, I wasn't as much of a fan just because I don't actually (laughs) enjoy that meatiness. Yeah, I was going to say it's very realistic. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, um, not sure. I, like, <laughs> we'll see. Like, but like, I appreciate it. And like, it, I mean, like, I did enjoy it, but I don't know if it's something I would like seek out. But like, an amazing vegan substitute if mm-hmm. you want to just simply transition burger night from like yeah. beef mm-hmm. burger to like a vegan alternative, like a very easy transition. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. And like, I think it's really interesting, like quite a lot of my friends now, because obviously like when I go to the restaurant, I'm like, try some of mine, like all of this, I bet you'll love it. Um, And a couple of times my friends have had the Beyond Meat burger and they've just been like, oh my God, that is, and now they order it over the other burger, um, which is like music to my ears. You know, I want, I want substitutes to be as good, if not better than the real thing. So more people can you know, feel free to do what they want to do without feeling like they can't get the same flavors. Definitely. So how did you get into kind of Instagramming all this amazing vegan food? (laughs) Um, Well, I started Instagram something like eight or nine years ago now. So I've had it for a really long time. Yeah, you're ahead of the game. (laughs) Yeah. You know, obviously like influencers weren't a thing when I started Instagram. I never in a million years thought I'd do it for work. Like, no way. Um, But I I, I think I just started off taking pictures of meals I was cooking at home just so I could remember, like, it was almost like a diary for me. Like, remember what I was cooking, you know, recipes I was making, remind myself of what I enjoyed. And then um, it slowly, like, as it started to grow, I started to get like invites from restaurants asking me if I wanted free food. And I was like, yeah. yes, oh, absolutely. 
Yes, please. Um, and I've always been like very passionate about London. Yeah, I've always been very passionate about London's food scene and I've always loved going to restaurants. So it felt like quite a natural transition for me. And I think I just went vegan at the right time, you know. I think um, I went vegan and was telling people about restaurants just as it started to get, you know, become big and people were looking for that information. And so it just kind of took off from there. It was like, you know, a lot of hard work, obviously, but like some, you know, timing and luck as well. Um, and yeah, I just honestly, I just think I have the best job in the world. I feel so lucky. Oh. <laughs> well, Barry and I were saying before you jumped on that we are definitely inspired by your page and we now have a long list of vegan places <laughs> to try. That That's all I want to hear. That is, that's my main <laughs> aim. So I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I feel like um, your story about just like doing your Instagram is like almost like a diary for yourself, like resonates actually quite closely with like Sophie and I just starting yeah. ours. And then just like all of a sudden oh, it, really? it kind of like turned into something that we never kind of like intended it to, um, which is like super organic. And I kind of yeah. think it's like a nice story when that happens um, because yeah. you were never in that's it. What, that's what I quite like. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry, I spoke over you there. No, it's okay. <laughs> Zoom, um, it still has its uh, downfalls. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was looking at your page and I was just like adding, I have a long list in my phone of like restaurants <laughs> to try. Sophie knows, like it's like a huge list in my phone and I just <laughs> added like six more, which is fab. So yeah, I do appreciate that. Oh, um, I'm so glad to hear that. If it makes you feel any better, my list is also never ending. So I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Really, I don't. <laughs> Amazing. What's, um, just before we wrap up, what's, would you say, like the top best things about being vegan? Ooh, um, I would say, honestly, like the amount of food I've discovered, like the different variety of cuisines I now try that I'd never had before, like I'd never had Caribbean food or Ethiopian food before I went vegan. And, you know, there's such vegan friendly cuisines and cultures and, you know, they were doing veganism way before it was even like coined as veganism and adopted mm. by the West. You know, this is not a new thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I had no idea that like mock meats had been done in China for centuries and, you know, we're just kind of catching on here now. So, you know, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, their mock meat is always incredible. Um, so yeah, I think like just discovering so much food I didn't know about and which is kind of ironic because it was the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was going to be really limited and bored and eating tofu without <laughs> any flavor every day. Um, I love tofu, but you know, you have to cook it right. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, yeah, it just really opened my eyes to how much possibility there is food wise. I think even like as a nutritionist as well, that's just the best thing for us to hear so that anyone that's listening that maybe is thinking about going a bit more plant-based or even fully vegan can be reassured that actually there is so much to discover on a plant-based diet. Yeah, exactly. And if you need any yes. other reassurance, just follow Claire on Instagram yeah. and she will she will show you where to go um, and what to try. I promise, that is my vow. I'll give you a long list of restaurants. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing this with our listeners. I really do think they're going to find it so valuable. Um, I always love to find new vegan places and be inspired myself. So thank you um, so much. Ah, oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, if anyone has any questions about any restaurants in London, my inbox is always open. Amazing. Well, if you just kind of tell us where everyone can find you and then we'll obviously link in the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram um, and TikTok mainly as just um, the Little London Vegan. Very simple. 
Amazing. Well, like I said, we will put that in the show notes and anyone wants small vegan or plant-based places to eat, obviously give Claire a follow. And we've really enjoyed chatting and thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.